Welcome to Anchored. We are the Vermeers. I'm Emily. And I'm Jonathan. And here we discuss our daily trials and tribulations, what works and what doesn't work in our relationship. Mother. And father. Of two littles, full-time working parents with a side gig. Jesus followers while helping others be the best version of themselves and in their relationships. Now, by no means are we any type of specialist. We're just here to tell our story and hope it impacts many of you in a positive light. We want to bring laughter, tears, and honesty about our lives, showing you the true reality of what life is and can be. Welcome to another episode of Anchored. As usual, we cheers to the start of every episode. Take a sip. Into another episode. Yeah, grab yourself a little cocktail, a little glass Join of wine. Us. Join us. If you're driving and listening to this, please don't. don't. <laughs> we don't want to be responsible for that aspect of it. But if you happen to be at home and just listen to this or somewhere else, drink with us. We always enjoy it. So. Yeah, we're going to talk today about values. Yes. And about our values. Kind of our core values and how we got here. Yeah. Because it's, it's something that's important to be able to talk about. And it's something really important to talk about with your significant other. Right. Well, yes. I mean, of course. But, yeah. but this kind of helps drives, helps to drive your decisions um, and... If if you're contemplating anything, you can always go back to your core values and see how this can help, how it can, where it falls into, um, and everything like that. So that's kind of how we've gotten where we are and how we've made the decisions that we um, have to get where we are and get where we're going. Yeah, because the one thing, too, I was thinking about as well is if you are having a struggle or an issue... I guess, in your relationship right now. You can always go back. If you set up these core values, you can always go back to that. Yeah. And try to be able to see, okay, are you you living your life? Yeah. Are you living your life, essentially, um, based off your core values? And are you trying to build each other's relationships based off those core values? And and I think that's something that we try and still go through our values when we are having good times and when we're having bad times. Is that when we're stressed... We try and look back, okay, what are we trying to do to accomplish, or not accomplish, but what are we trying to do to live based off of our values? Right. So let's just talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, okay. So, I mean, our first value, and this is, I think, our number one. I mean, it, if it's not without this, it's, there's nothing else to it, but it's our right. faith. Yeah. Um, so faith is definitely our biggest thing, and we, we strive really to put God first in our relationship. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Probably early on, it was not our number one thing. No, I, I, to be honest, I really don't think it was our number one thing until kind of fairly recent. Fairly recent. Um, yeah, I mean, and not to say, because we both grew up in a very Christian household. Yes. Um, I grew up, actually, my dad's dad was a pastor. We, I mean, we, I grew up going to church every single Sunday, yep. um, going to your youth stuff on Wednesdays, and, and I went on missions and stuff as a kid, but I never really started to have that relationship with God, and we never really had that relationship. I mean, again, we were believers when we first met, yes. when we first started dating, but when I we were... I think it's fair to say that that's kind of the extent. But that we was We had our own past... Um, 
whatever our own past belief system. beliefs with the with the Lord, which were very similar, mm-hmm. our upbringings um, with faith. But I don't think one. I don't think we had our own relationships with God until individually yeah individually and then so without that we can't bring it into our relationship so um that's kind of where we've been but we're we are happy that we are at that point that we have our relationships separately and together now um but just because i don't want it to sound like he wasn't in our relationship just because we hadn't identified that and hadn't expressed that and it wasn't he I don't feel like he was not in our marriage from the start no and he's always been in our marriage and I still remember when we first we were when we were living in Illinois and we were outside of Chicago and we were trying to find a church and we went to we went to one church we really enjoyed and we liked a lot and then we moved and we were again now we're stuck trying to find another church and we found another church, and we were, and we again, we enjoyed it, and we always knew God was still part of our lives, but it wasn't that priority, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so we would go to church occasionally. We would wake up. This was again, pre, you know, pre kids per se. So we'd wake up, and we were both working seventy hours a week. Yeah. We were working six, seven days a week or so, and typically Sundays were our day the of rest day. and the only yeah. day we had together. And and so we'd wake up in the morning and probably both know we should go to church and just try to be able to build that relationship. But then at the same time, we kind of slept in and then we looked at each other and said, we really enjoy this bed. We just want to stay and and lay here and do kind of nothing because it was our opportunity. Um, But we knew, and so that's where God was always part of our relationship. It wasn't really kind of that top aspect of it to really involve ourselves, you know, early on. And, And then really until we moved to North Carolina, is when things kind of changed a little bit. Um, and we we kind of made it a priority then. We did when we moved that this is what we're doing. We're going to find a church and we're going to we're going to go to it and we're going to be involved and we're going to be involved. And we were and our goal was to find a church that met our beliefs as well as our desire to build a relationship per se. Yeah. Um, together. Together. And we were very fortunate. We only needed to go to one church. And so we literally went to one church and all of a sudden after that first day we went, I said, man, I really, it really spoke to me anyway. And, and I liked the kind of atmosphere, just the welcoming, the message that they had, their belief, and we talked about it. Our church, you know, their mission statement is to love God, love people, and make disciples. And the first time I heard that, I said that I think me, there wasn't any other. It's the ultimate mission. It's not our church's mission. It's God's no, mission. It's God's and mission. That's what everything speaks to it. So it just personally, it just it it fit us and it fit where we needed at that time. And from then on, it has been an upward growth. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as we uh, got it, it took us a while, but we started to get involved. And then as soon as we spoke up and got involved, I feel like it's been this kind of revolving door of opportunities, opportunities <laughs> for us. Um to do things and to do more in God's word and God's mind yeah, and absolutely. things, and I think it's really pushed us to, um, kind of open our eyes 
of things that we want to accomplish, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's I'm trying to think back about what our ultimate goal is, but it's it's really pushed us to say, hey, there is bigger things that we can do. Yeah. And it's really helped us saying that this is what we want to do. Um, and I feel like it's kind of part of God's mission towards us to continue the things we're doing. And I think one of this was this podcast is yeah. to kind of be able to talk about and say, hey, let's talk to people about our situation, our day-to-day relationship. And then it affects what our relationship is with God and what it is within, you know, amongst, you know, two of us and what it is to try to do to, to talk with people. Because I think there's a lot of people that are in the same boat as we are. Absolutely. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's the first and foremost number one thing I think that we try to be able to do. Without that, we wouldn't have our other ones. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't. You're right. We wouldn't have any other values. And I mean, one last thing, too, just to kind of talk about with our faith. It was kind of one thing. So we were married how long before we moved to North Carolina? Five, four, four or five years, something like that? Yeah. So we were together for about four or five years before and then moved to North Carolina. I bet in that first five years, we'll say, how many times did we pray together? Um, maybe at our wedding. Maybe at our wedding. Maybe one time. Well, where we actually said a prayer. Oh, no. I don't know if we've ever. I don't know. I mean, maybe. maybe occasionally. I would say less than a handful. Very much less than a handful. Um, and has always been, and this isn't just with each other. No. In general, I... I feel so intimidated when people ask me to pray. Um, I don't feel like I'm going to say the right words mm-hmm. or anything. Um, this <laughs> kind of brings me back to memory. Um, growing up, I have a cousin, and um, he was asked to pray, and he was like, Lord, I don't know what to say, but just thank you. And that was it. And But those are perfect words, and it's that's a growth thing. For us is to realize that God doesn't give a crap what we, the words that we say and how perfect they are. He knows the posture of he, your heart. He knows the posture of our heart. Absolutely. But we did not pray um, together and we have finally broke that barrier and, and have started praying together. Not quite probably as often as we still want to, but no. we are doing it on a more consistent basis. And I think that's something that I feel. And it's kind of fun to do though, because I can see you're more comfortable when you do it. Mm-hmm. And it just, you can, just like with anything, the more you do it, the better you are. The better are you at are it. at it and the more comfortable you get with yeah. it. So it's true. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to mention that one. Yeah, that's good. So that was, of course, our number one, but that kind of goes big into our second value and it's our family um because of course as many of you as you guys are now knowing and understanding more and more about us we do again have two little toddlers a three and a two-year-old that we love and dearly and they are fantastic (laughs) we do love them please don't get us wrong i know Uh, i I do make it sound like they're the worst things in the world but they're actually fantastic they're great kids but um but we do have our small family we have two kids us and then gable our and dog. A dog which i um, love more than you do but that's okay yeah gable poor thing um so anyway but we do have our our like your family mm-hmm. that's all over the place that's and everywhere then, uh, my family, which is like five minutes away it's from us. within about three minutes of each other, which is um, a, that should be another, that be another episode. That'll itself. be another episode. Yep. Um, but Sorry, all in that is, uh, that is one of our core values is time with our family um, and 
pouring into them. And that is something that I guess with our, like you were saying, if we didn't have our first, our faith value, we would not have the family value. Um, because that it goes into both because we are trying to raise our kids into being Christian, godly children. Yeah. And to where they can start making those decisions and having them build their own relationship as they start to, of course, get older. I mean, obviously they can't do it now, but as they get to old, so if they start to get older, they're going to start understanding our relationship with it and knowing how it can affect them in a positive light as well. But they, I want to just, because you said they can't now, but they they can yeah, right. based on it doesn't have to be they don't have to go and preach on the corner um but we can te- we can teach our kids to just to be nice people mm-hmm. and that pays off huge yeah huge i mean yeah how many people just need to have that type of a value just be nice yeah reminds me of the horrible song by black eyed oh Peas. my gosh <laughs> be nice um but yeah so that that is one of our, and just to dive a little deeper, um, we want to be able to spend more time with our family and actually um, have that that time with them and not just sitting on a couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. We want to go have the experiences, go make memories, um, go on trips, all this stuff and have that actual um, valuable time with them. Um, and make them like make them know how important it is to have family around and to be involved and to create memories on there absolutely and that kind of thing so yeah because that's something too because I find family very very important and I'm I won't call it unfortunate I think it's actually kind of almost sometimes a blessing in disguise but my family is very very spread out we don't get a chance to get together. We have a pretty close-knit, tight family. Yeah. But we don't get to spend, we spend maybe, if we're lucky, once a year where we all get together. just think about it, like, when we get together with your family, when when we do get together, we have a good time. how the time is spent. Yep. And like, we... how I absolutely love um, when we get together, however it may be, I don't know why I'm tearing up right now, <laughs> but when we get together with your family, if you think about it, we actually like how the time is spent. We play games. We go do stuff. We have we sit and talk. We it's all of, like time value right then and there. And memories and making memories. Oh my gosh! Especially if you have such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. you like that is packed full. And that's where I want to say it's not unfortunate because it's one of those where I think it's allowed us to really appreciate the 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 little amount of time that we get to have together. Yeah. And it's something that I know I appreciate a lot and I take it really, and I don't take it for granted because I know, I mean, my parents are getting older and you yeah. never know how long we're going to have still with them type of thing. I mean, they're well, still healthy. Even to, us. To and us. Like, yeah, we, we don't never, know. You don't right. know what tomorrow is going to bring. Guaranteed so tomorrow by any means. That's why like every moment needs to be as big as it can. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we, and that's, I guess what we try and portray with our children Yeah, is to say, Hey, our time together is going to be a priority and that we want to try to create memories and that's something I'm always thankful for when I was brought up as a childhood is we had opportunities to create memories and to go on vacations and do things as a family and create those memories my parents really really drove that into us and saying 
take these opportunities and these memories and create those memories together because you can always keep those and you're always going to be able to look back at it. And that's what, and when do we get together? What I mean, my dad and I talk about stuff in the past all the time. I mean, right. that's what our conversations are. It's, hey, remember this, remember that. And, and still this day when we go, we go to a lake, we've been to a, uh, my aunt and uncle's lake house a couple times with our whole family. And mm-hmm. I still think we talk about that all the time. We, oh my as gosh, because it was love, so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. And that's something that we want to try to be able to accomplish with our family is to be able to create those memories and yeah. to be able to do that with the four of us. And I know you want it to be more than four of us. So it's going to happen. That's another conversation in a day too, but, um, but we're yeah, not right now. Our, just a our, disclaimer, yes. we are not pregnant right now. Our future, our future family or whatever you want to call it. It's not future family. We have a family now, but, but we want to create those memories together and instill those belief systems with our kids too. Yeah. So yeah, that's something that's a very, very big and important aspect of it too. So So another thing um, that's a value to us that I would say probably the last year or two has become really a value to us. I would say when we got married, this was nowhere or even met each other. This was not even on our radar. Um, But growth and growing ourselves as individuals and growing as a couple together um, and putting ourselves in um, situations that will allow us to become the best versions of ourselves for us as individuals and as a couple. Um, it's funny how you say, and I agree, that at the beginning we didn't want to have any type of growth. Like we never thought about it well, that way. Well, I didn't even know. Right. I didn't even know that. We it had no thing. clue at that point in time, but imagine how much we've grown since the day one yeah and and i agree in the last year or two it's been i mean just think about the last six months we wouldn't be here right now doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. without growing ourselves and it's personal growth too so i mean that we can say we can say growth is just a general broad statement but it's more if you want to dive deeper into it it's more personal growth for your own individuality and you know growing yourself however you seem fit but basically Growing yourself to be the better, the best version of yourself. That's what we like to say, is we try to be the best versions of ourselves. So um, for but, someone, just think if you're speaking to your, to your version of yourself when we first met mm-hmm. about growth, what would you explain that to be? Boy, that's a hard question. Like, I'm just thinking about people that might be listening that would be like, oh, what do they mean by growth? Like, what does that mean? So... I will say when we first met, my first thought process is I had zero intentions of wanting to be in any type of relationship with anybody, Um, had zero intentions of ever getting married. Um, I was, just needless to say, having fun, and I was having a good time as a single man in my mid-20s and living in a fun area, and I did. I had a lot of fun. And... I look back at them, at that point in time, I think I probably knew deep down that I had big dreams, but didn't yeah. really want to accept those big dreams, or didn't know that it was really... Like how a, to get there? How to get there, per se. Sure. And never in a million years would think, oh, I got to read, you know, a personal self-help book, or, of course, podcasts weren't a thing back then, but listen to a podcast and say... Oh, this is what you have to do to be able to grow yourself personally 
And when I say grow, is to make yourself almost a better human being and start to understand how other people work to help understand how you can work and how you can work within themselves. And through the last six months to a year, understanding what that really truly means to become a better person and to understand how other people work and how other people tick has been a big growing point to understand that you are going to constantly evolve into something either good or bad. And, and whether or not I can, I can almost con- compare growth as change. Yeah. And a lot of people are terrified of change and they say, well, I'm never going to change. Well, guess what? We've been married now. Uh, going to be seven years I yeah. think this year. Um, you are a different, completely different person than when we first got married. Completely different. I would like to think I'm a completely different person than when I got married. Yeah. And whether or not you think you want to change, you're gonna, you don't want to change. You are going to change, no matter what, but, in a good or a bad way. Right. And I'm also thinking, like, what if there's some people that don't, that don't change, that are stuck in their ways and that's okay to a point um to a point i'm just thinking Mm -hmm. of a certain few people Mm -hmm. um that they are the way they are they don't want to be any different changes not they don't want to change but if you're listening to this just think about where you are right now and is that the person is that the version of you that are you satisfied with that being the same person in 30 years? Mm-hmm. I use, again, we're always going to talk about our kids because we talk about them because they're part of our lives in a big way. But I now that we have children try to look through their eyes as much as possible. And I try and see or I try to think about if they look at us, they look at me right now. And when they're an adult, 20 years old, they'll look at me again and do they say, man, dad was just this, this, this. Yeah. Or can they say, dad really was an a-hole at one point <laughs> or, and then grew up sure, and really evolved and became a great dad, that kind of thing. And it's a matter of how do other people perceive you? Do they think that you're just the same old, oh, this is just how you are? Or do they see you as, man, this is kind of, you're a completely different person than what you are. Yeah. And that's something where, I mean, I have a lot of great friends from college. And let's just say I had a certain personality and I did certain things in college that would be a lot different than what I'm trying to accomplish now. And I could see, I think, a lot of my friends in college saying, and I hope this is the case, but that they would see me as, man, you're totally different. What's going on? Oh my gosh, Taylor, they would see that. And and I would take a lot of pride into that aspect of it because that's, I guess, my goal anyway. Yeah. In growing into being I mean, a better person, per se. Yeah. So how do we get there? Um, there's lots of different ways of getting there. So how did we get there? So Let's I listened, talk about that. I started listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, a shout out and again. Listen to our podcast. I hope you guys are loving our podcast. But one that we have a lot of uh, respect for is The Rise Together by Rachel and Dave Hollis. Yeah. And guys out there, I'll kind of um, repeat maybe kind of what Dave said. And uh, if you guys are, if guys are listening to this right now and you think, well, I don't need anything. This is only for women type of thing. 
Um, you're dead wrong. Uh, I'll be honest with you. That was one thing that Dave, you know, I guess Em was listening to it probably for a good several weeks. And you mentioned to me a number of times, hey, listen to this episode or listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast. And I knew Rachel Hollis, you know, she's a very much of a girl power, girl strong, women, women strong thing. And she's, you know, been fantastic towards M, that aspect of it. But so I was kind of like, huh, him and Han. And I finally listened to an episode. And that was one of the first things Dave said was, if you guys don't think that you can't listen to something like this, then you need to look yourself in the mirror at that point in time. Um, Basically saying that growth isn't just for women. It's just not for women. That men need to grow too. And, you know, and thinking, and he also mentioned a thing which is 100% true, is saying just because you're reading a self-help book doesn't necessarily mean you're a broken person. And I was not broken. I was very much content. I was very much, we were in a pretty good situation, actually. Like, our, our relationship was good. We had no issue, you know, no major issues at that point in time. I wasn't in this, oh, pity me, pity, you know, mode type of thing. And I just started listening to it, and which then realized, helped me understand that I'm always continuously trying to grow and better myself mentally and learn more about myself on kind of how I can tick and that kind of thing. Which has then led me to listening to other podcasts and um, Brennan Burchard, if you guys have never heard of him, fantastic. And he's got a great book. Um, but yeah, it's a, I listen to him a lot and kind of hear what his story is. And he's got a really crazy story if you should ever want to dive into that kind of thing. I definitely would give him a shout out on that part of it too. But that's how I personally have gotten into it lately because I'm not much of a reader. I've tried to become a reader and I've failed miserably <laughs> at it, but I'm still going to continue trying. Um, but I've been listening to a lot more podcasts and being able to kind of do that thing. And then it kind of goes back to our first core value of, of faith and diving more into the Bible and diving into the word and kind of going that aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. Um, and I also have to give a little credit, a lot of credit to our side hustle. Um, if had we not started our side hustle, this wouldn't have opened the doors to, um, that's kind of really where the growth came from and how we heard about it, how we knew that we needed to do it um, and kind of set us up for that way. So um, I listen to some podcasts. I probably read more than I um, listen to podcasts, um, but I plug myself into as many things as I can that I know is going to lift me up. Um, and empower me and fire me up. I am, I have figured out that the best version of me that I love the most so far is when I'm fired up about something that fuel, that just fuels me and makes me excited about life. Um, so that's where I've met a glimpse of the best version of myself. Um, and I really like that person. So being able to continue my growth to get to that person and be there full time um is a big passion of ours absolutely yeah so another area of our values that we um that is a core value to us is our health and within that not just our physical health but our financial health as well um so it's it's just funny how that how it comes as you age. You get more concerned about um, about things. <laughs> your body changes. Um, you have babies. Uh, your mindset changes, and you become more concerned about how you look. Um, what you eat. What you eat. I'm a big 
all the ingredients in there, um, all that stuff. Um, so help. And we've also been, my upbringing was a little different, um, because my dad had, um, had medical issues growing up and my family has medical issues. So, um, being cognizant of my health has always been a worry of mine. Um, just because I've been surrounded by that as a child growing up, it's always been a concern that I would get something, catch something. So it's always been in the back of my mind of how can I prevent that from happening? Um, and also being able to enjoy life too, because I don't like vegetables and it's hard for me to get, um, everything I need from, you know, how our culture is and how the food is and processed and all that stuff right now. Um, but finding the balance there for us has been huge. Um, and I'll let John talk a little bit more about the, our finance, health of our finances. Yeah. And I mean, just before we get into that aspect, I just want to try to kind of dive more into our physical health a little bit more is, you know, society is so brought up and so into image is that you have to look a certain way. Um, and Hollywood per se makes it perceive that everybody can look the certain way, but they make it impossible to be able to do that because of, I mean, what people I don't think understand is all the editing involved with right. making these so-called it's images. It's not literally something that is a plausible thing. And and that's even, you look at like Instagram and that kind of stuff now with a lot of these, and I'll just flat out say a lot of these women who are quote influencers and and they're flaunting their bodies and they're, you know, got the makeup on and their hair did and they look like they have these perfect lives. And it makes it almost to where it's impossible for a lot of people to say, I can have that image or that's the image I'm supposed to have. And I think that's kind of what Em was saying is, yeah, I mean, we have, we take care of our health and we want to, A, look good for each other. We still want to be able to do that, but it's not something that you know, I'm going to have this rock hard six pack body here for you. Um, but we're trying to take care of ourselves to not only a look good for each other in our eyes that we want to be able to do, not this Hollywood type of thing, right? but just so we can have the confidence in ourselves. Exactly. But then the second aspect of it is just so we can feel good too. Yeah. Um, and that's the, and to me, the health side of thing, that's the most important aspect of it is yeah. do you feel good, A, about yourself, and do you just feel good? Do you wake up and say, man, I feel like trash. I don't want to get up bed. Right. Or do I wake up and say, man, I feel refreshed. I feel great because you're putting the right things in your body. And that's something that we try and really to uh, work hard at is putting the correct things in our body. Now, do we like our cake and ice cream and our drinks and our alcohol heck yeah i mean as you know we, we do we, we do indulge. we indulge and do that kind of stuff too that's being human yes um and we don't want to <laughs> yes we can be healthy and we can eat our cake too yep, absolutely. um it's all in moderation and we try our best to to have that figured out but i'm glad that you touched on um the conf- confidence part of your health because that has been a part that I've always struggled with Mm -hmm. and I know that you think I'm beautiful no matter how much I weigh how much what amount of makeup I have on if any um 
Side note, I actually kind of like it more all natural, too. I'm I not know. I'm make it part of it sometimes. But um, I think you can see in me when I am at my healthiest, mm-hmm. when I am confident in myself. So when I know I look good because of the work I put in, whether it's working out, eating good, whatever, when I feel good, I feel like you can see that and then you can see my confidence and how I'm strut my stuff. And then when I, when you see that, you're more attracted to that than the actual appearance. Sure. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. Like, 100%. Um, so I think that is a huge factor, especially um, like to, to let our children know, like as they grow up, especially our daughter. Be confident in yourself. Is to be confident. I mean, if she's any confident, any more confident than she is when she's yep. two, then she, she'll oh be just Lord. fine. <laughs> she'll, she'll be just, just fine. fine. So, yes. and that's, I'm glad, yeah, mentioning that aspect of it too. That's, that's an important thing that we have a daughter that is going to grow up in this world of well, the and our body. Son too, and our son and too. We can't, we can't subject it to just her, but no. um, the way that we treat ourselves now is how they are going to Start, start treating themselves and right. understanding how we're, they're supposed to right. treat themselves. Right, and, and our posture in it and our words. Mm-hmm. If I say to myself, oh, my gosh, mommy needs a mommy's face is a hot mess or something like that, they're going to learn that if I don't have makeup on, I don't look good mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So just for them to, like, Right now, all I wear is leggings and a sweatshirt during the day. And then the other day, we dressed up. We actually put, like, normal clothes on. And my son was like, oh, mommy. And I was like, oh, I guess I should do this more often. Yeah, what did he say? He was like something like, mommy looks hot pretty. today. Pretty today. Yeah, mommy pretty. looks pretty. Um, which is super sweet and and a teaching point for us to really, like, he should know that mommy looks pretty all the time yeah. or, you know, stuff like but that. But just to start learning but, yeah. that aspect of it. But yeah. And then, and with that too, like with our health, our physical health, but we talked a little bit there about our financial health. Um, and if you know me at all, I am as analytical as numbers, numbers, numbers. as you can get. Um, and, and I, I am will, not. And you are not. And that's how I think we work really well <laughs> together too, because I can, I can look at a spreadsheet and I can run numbers all day long and I enjoy it. And yes, call me crazy and call me silly. It's just the truth. But but the finance part of it is important for two different aspects in my mind. One is what do they what do they used to say? The number one reason for divorce is money. money. And that I think used to be years ago. I think now they might even say it's communication, which is another huge thing aspect yeah. of it too. But money is such a driving force in a relationship. And and we found it in a driving force in our relationship. Yeah. When we are a little bit more strapped cash per se and our finances are not as healthy, we are much more stressed out. And I'll be I'll admit I'm more stressed yes. out, which, which then, then stresses you stress out. out. Yes. Um and and then when our money is a little bit better and when we're financially more comfortable, I'm more comfortable. I feel much at more at ease, which then, of course, in turn makes you more at ease. Right. And it is a big stressing or stress topic for relationships in a marriage. And so that's something that we try and really communicate amongst each other is where our money's going towards um, 
and that we're making sure that our bills are paid, our kids are taken care of, and that we can still have a little bit of fun too. And it's not something that we have to live this extravagant lifestyle and we're not going to just save every single penny to where I'm going to make sure I have X amount of dollars in our account and I'm never going to do anything until I have that X amount of dollars. And then when I have that X amount of dollars, we're still not going to do anything because I have it. So I'm not saying we're going to be stringed upon that part of it, but we're also going to be smart about it. Um, but with that said, is that we also want to be financially comfortable with or healthy so we can use it for the good as well. Absolutely. Um, I have a real big desire to say, hey, we want to be able to help out said causes. Um, our church has a big um, foundation involved with Haiti. And I personally have more of a pull, I think, than you do than to try to be able to do something in Haiti and try to help out. Um, but it takes finances and resources to be able to do that. Right. and. And that's where you want to say the money is the root of all evil. I 100% disagree with you on that one. If you treat money as an evil thing and you want to do evil things with the money, then yes, it can be the root of all evil. But understanding that those resources and that money can do such good things in our society and in the world today. And that's something that we have such a strong desire that I, I guess me personally, I can speak for myself. I have such a strong desire that I want to help out you know a number of different causes that really the only way i mean i won't say the only way but a big majority of way well, maybe do it is the, financially. the only way we can probably do it right now is financially yes um and i think that's that's a lot with a lot of things that we would want to contribute to is that having that financial backing um can support so many things and be a huge help um, to, to places and um, and a blessing really um, to different funds or mm-hmm. missions that we want to support. Um, so being able to have that as a core value for us that not only that we want to be financially stable and okay, but to be able to be fruitful in that and to uh, be able to give and donate. Yeah, absolutely. Is is a part of our values. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's those are kind of our Those are just four a few core. Five, those are our big core values that values. we do. And, and like we talked about from the beginning, if you are in a relationship, if you, even if you're in a, a kind of an early stage relationship and you're just starting to date somebody, I don't feel like it's wrong to be able to kind of talk to you guys about no, I think your core this, values. I think it's I mean, important. This would have been a good topic for us. Before. I mean, really to get to know each other. Yeah. And like what's important to you. Um, just because you can have core values individually. Absolutely. Um, and then bringing those into the relationship. And see if you guys mesh and see if your core values um, align of yeah. what your own individual core values are. And, and maybe you're like us and you didn't start that way. And so you can align them now mm-hmm. and really talk about and that's i think even if you're a married couple and if you've been married for 30 years and you haven't ever really talked about your core values or you know even ever thought about it that way is think about your own individual values of what you truly believe in and what you want to be able to do and then talk to your significant other your spouse about it and say what are your true values and those kind of things and then you can try to mesh them together and see if they really align together and if they don't then you can try to come up with an idea of how they how you can try to come up with your own 
together. You have your own individual core values and then your own separate or your uh, your own core values together as a re- in a relationship. But yeah, that's something I think we strive. If you ever have any issues or anything like that, try to see if that helps out. Yeah. So anyway, hope you guys are going to have a wonderful day. And whenever you listen to this or at night, we'll talk to you guys soon. We end. Don't forget. Oh, I almost forgot. You can't forget. I did almost forget. This is your idea. It was my idea. So So we have to end every episode with a high five. So if you're near someone, give them a high five, even if they don't know what you're what doing. What you're doing, just give them uh, a high five. And then we'll end it. There we go. That's a good one. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you. Bye.